Welcome to With Wael, The Ultimate Show. So welcome to my show and uh, I would love to welcome CF Jackson from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, Thank you. I appreciate you for allowing me to be a part of your, your podcast. I'm looking forward to learning a lot of new things and sharing what I can share with your audience and your listener. Um, it's going to be a great conversation between you and I. So thank you again for allowing me to be part of your podcast this, this day. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I want to start first to ask you to introduce yourself to my audience. Sure. I'm Steph Jackson. I, I say, if you say I, I hail from Atlanta, but originally from, uh, from Florida, Tampa, St. Petersburg, to be exact. Um, I got into the entrepreneur world back in 2004, but um, in 2003, I actually wrote a novel, a suspense novel. And my goal was to get the book published, but um, I went the traditional route and I gave myself a time frame of how many, how many times I'm going to send out an actual letter to an agent to bring me on as their actual client. So I said, um, after a period of six months, I said, you know, enough. I was getting the people call them rejection letters. I call them not interested letters. So they weren't interested at the time. So in 2004, I went ahead and just started my own publishing company to really get the book out there. And that's when I kind of learned about, or more so learned about what I did and did not know about <clears throat> being an entrepreneur about being online, about web development, about search engine optimization. And so I started helping other authors and entrepreneurs and had an opportunity to be able to speak at various different locations in terms of at, at um, conferences and at entrepreneurial conferences at colleges and things like that. So it kind of really grew from there and now getting into the world actually in terms of media and getting more exposure, utilizing television and utilizing new technology that doesn't require you to, to be super rich or wealthy to reach actual TV audiences around not only local, national, but as, as also as well as globally utilizing new technology. So that's what I do now. I'm part of idefinetv.com and that's what we do. We help experts and entrepreneurs go from Utilizing, go from YouTube to TV and position them, position them as the expert and the authority in their industry. Wow. So I would I'm really enjoying having you here because uh, usually I uh, host here speakers and uh, authors and people who want to build the system. But mm -hmm. I, I, will, I was always looking for somebody from behind the stage or behind the scene. Someone who is in the technical side and uh, pushing the programs forward. So... I would believe my audience will enjoy having the discussions. Uh, so what is the most excited project you work on right now? Uh, the most excited project? Well, the one I just finished, I actually hosted a, um, a masterclass last weekend here in Atlanta. And I'm looking to take it a little bit more online. But that was pretty much getting, getting that done. What I liked about it, and I'm moving forward with it, is that many people within this workshop, I call it a master class because you're not there to listen. Um, you have actual handouts, you're actually engaging, asking you questions because my goal is that when they leave the actual master class, they feel more empowered, they have an actual outline to how to create um, um, video content for not just for television, but also for any social media platform, maybe Facebook or YouTube, what have you. Um, I share with them how to do some basic do-yourself videography, how to get started. Because sometimes we get kind of stuck where we don't know where to move to, but you can get to start it where you are and then continue to add on to that later on. But sometimes people get stuck and don't do anything at all. So the do-it-yourself element of the master masterclass is to share with them how to get started. And then I share with them 
the actual platform that we use to reach an actual global audience, which is the Roku. So right now that part of the, what I define TV is um, taking that idea of showing people and getting in front of other people, helping speakers, entrepreneurs, those who are experts, how to understand and really grasp the understanding that you can be anywhere around the world and it doesn't have to be just in front of a, an audience of individuals that's always distracted, which is online, but get in front of an audience that's in their bedrooms, TV rooms, or living rooms watching television. So that's the main thing is now getting more um, master classes kicking up. So I have a webinar next month discussing the same topic, and then I'm going to have another actual live uh, master class in July here again in Atlanta. And look to connect with many people as possible to partner with to take this um, this master class to another audience of individuals. Wow. You are now listening to With Whale, the ultimate show. Wow. Like, uh, so what is the, 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 the top three um, tips you can share with someone who wants to make videos themselves? Oh, great question. Um, the top three, let's say the first one is pretty much, I would say, um, just get started. Um, oftentimes you, and we're in, a, we're in a media age right now, and video is really where we are today. And I think, like I say, people get stuck and they think they have to be perfect at it, you know? They think they have to have a big production company. They got to have a, all these bells and whistles. So one of the things I share in terms of first is you want to create video, uh, video content that's going to be positioning you, positioning you as the expert. So pretty much simply identify the number one challenge most people are seeking before they come to you. So if there's a problem that they're seeking, you're the expert in it. Identify the problem and then identify the, if that problem isn't solved, it's going to snowball, it's going to perpetuate some other problems. And then define what the solutions are and then give them a call to action. That's my basic um, blueprint when it comes to developing um, video content that positions you as the expert. And once you do that, then specifically take the time to really in knowing who your audience is. It's another part of knowing who your audience is and how you want to deliver it. Um, it's not just doing one video, but doing uh, ongoing uh, videos on a regular basis to position yourself. I know for myself, um, it's fun because now it makes me go out and do be more in, more in tune with my, uh, my industry, knowing more about what's going on. Because now I have to do the research, knowing what's going on with streaming media players, what's happening with this industry. So to me, I think it helps you be more savvy. So do more research so you can be in tune to create more content. And if you don't have a big production company, use your smartphone. You can do that any time of the day. You know, take the time to get use your smartphone, find a place in your home office or at home or wherever you are, and find a place that's quiet, that's well lit. You want to make sure that when you're utilizing your phone, you want to make sure you turn it to the side because you're going to stream straight from your phone. Um, turn it to the side because we are utilizing widescreen television. So turn it to the side and make sure you use high definition. You know, make sure it's 720 pixels. And and most important thing is have fun with it, you know. Have fun and just get things done. And as you move along, it'll get better each time you do it. Don't try to be perfect the first time. Then you'll forever never want to move forward, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I usually look at this. I, remind, I remember my uh, youngest son mm-hmm. was to be like uh, two and a half or three years old. Whenever he mm-hmm. sees a swimming pool, he will basically run, 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 and throw himself as a bullet in the middle of the <laughs> pool. And, 
And uh, he, does, he, at that time, as you know, these little kids need to have floaters, that's right. They cannot do it on their own. And it was very interesting. Like when I was watching him, I said like, how a three years old can just jump to the swimming pool because he loves the water and mm -hmm. he as adult cannot take the courage to move forward, you know, like, no, I, I really appreciate your advice and uh, having fun is the most important uh, part which usually we miss. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And to answer your question, because I had a, a younger cousin, same as your son, we all had that fear, that had that, we were fearless in, as we grew into our phases of life. And unfortunately it happens is that we take on the adult part where we, we consume, we we're taught fear. You know, we understand that, you know, the world is our, you know, is our oysters. There isn't something to be fearful of, but then we start, as we get older, we start learning that you can't do this, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that, you know. And but you think about it, we still have the little kid of it in us. And that's how we should really kind of like think about as being entrepreneurs or where we are speakers is how that still that little kid in us still be alive to do things fearlessly and not really worry about all the ins and outs. We got to worry about, am I, do I have the right clothes on? We worry about, you know, what people think about us. But little kids, that, that, that kind of thing is really taught. But kids are smarter today. They have a little bit more. I don't know. It's amazing how each, each, um, Generation has a lot more um, intuition than the generation before, but they still don't have that. They still, we are all born without the fear. You know, that's something that we're taught. If we take that out of ourselves and live in that three-year-old, not mindset, but that fear, that fearlessness, we can grow a long way. And that's part of get out the fear of what people think about you because someone's going to think you're cute. And so I was talking to a colleague of mine yesterday. We're doing, we're covering this film festival here in Atlanta and he's a photographer for I Define TV. And he's like, I don't have a face for, you know, for TV. And I, I said, John, you're handsome. Your wife, you must be handsome to somebody because your wife married you, you know. But it doesn't matter if you're handsome for anybody else because you're married now. So now he gets to the point where he's getting more in front of the camera and not just being behind the camera taking photography. But now he's getting in front of the camera with videos and things like that. So it doesn't matter what others think. Just do what you got to do to get the job done because we got to grow our businesses to touch the audience of individuals who want and need our services. You are now listening to With Whale, The Ultimate Show. Yes, this is that's actually a great story because uh, a producer or a photographer or a videographer is really concerned of being on the other side of the mm -hmm. camera. It's a common uh, feature we have been seeing in this market. Like even uh, I have... Uh, authors who write who wrote so many books mm -hmm. and they don't like to be featured on my show because they don't like to be heard and some of them they denied the uh, invitation to go to speak in public because they don't like to be seen so uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's another uh, to bigger topic we can talk about is how creators are actually hiding away because they don't feel that they're no that's great that's great and uh, usually how many uh, um, guests you get in your uh, workshops well, that was the first one that we did that we launched off. We actually partnered up, I partnered up with an actual production studio company here. So we came together because as a production studio company, we came together. So they're the creators. So if there's someone who's an expert who needs someone to do the videography, to have a space to go to, because it's a great location. They, they have a event space. They have a classroom space. They have a podcast space. They have a place to record music. Um, it's a great place. So then I had a site where 
we actually broadcast it. So then we brought the people together. So that was the first one to test it out. And they were, it was a great showing. We had about a total of 20 that were there in the workshop and many of them saying, when's your next one? So that told me like, okay, now it's time for me to think about the next one. So the, um, the partner who has a protection studio, they were saying, well, you want to do another one in June or July? I said, well, think about July and do another one. And I think to myself, if I can reach out to other production studio companies here in Atlanta, that'd be great. And I could, and then again, I have turned that same uh, masterclass into the webinar, and then I would do that one. I could turn it into a webinar and present it anywhere utilizing, you know, the internet. So I'm looking at taking it not just local, but as well as national, international. Because again, uh, we're utilizing um, streaming media, which is the if you're familiar with Roku or Apple TV, the Amazon Fires and all that. That's where TV is being changed to. TV is not really changing much, but what's really changing now is how the content is being distributed there. And that's what we're looking at, how you can utilize this, these devices, these smart devices to reach an audience. And that's why I want to help so many entrepreneurs to really look at that and say, I can reach an audience of individuals that's not just using YouTube or Facebook, but I can reach an audience of individuals. And most of them, from the research I read some weeks ago, that um, the Several, like 44% of them have at least a, um, an annual income of $75,000 or more per year, which that means, what does that mean? They have disposable income to invest in your expertise and knowledge. They're at home in the family room with these big screen televisions ready to learn from someone just like your, your, from someone who's listening to this podcast right now. You may have something that, a problem someone's having and you have a solution to that problem and they're at home watching television and they can do, and you can help them by share with them your expertise and knowledge. You are now listening to With Whale, The Ultimate Show. Yeah, and uh, you know what? It's very... I don't know how we got connected uh, from this Facebook group, but uh, I, um, I want to discuss with you the changes because um, just to put you, I'm not sure how much do you know about me as well, but I have a couple of PhD mm-hmm. degree in video and I am one of the early developers of H.264 for ISO. And I used to represent this mm-hmm. in Canada for so many years. Okay. Uh, I have patents in video technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, it was usually for me it was a technical side. It's never been a, a front end as a user till I changed my career uh, okay. from a researcher to be like a, more like a, a trainer. And uh, I don't like to call myself coach because... I'm not doing soccer, okay? So, <laughs> and I always talk to people about the demographic change in videos and the acceptance of uh, of lower quality video produced right. by you because it gives you more authenticity, it shows who you are, which what we need now to, be, to, to know. So mm-hmm. can you share, me, share with me like what the many changes you have been seeing it? And before you start here, I want to also acknowledge one thing. You mm-hmm. are from Atlanta, where it's one of the hubs for producing yes. media in North America. Like uh, in Canada, we have an uh, area in uh, Montreal, Quebec, and uh, area in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. We have a little group in Calgary, uh, Alberta, doing uh, some kind of theater and uh, more video production. But it's not as what I have been seeing in Atlanta. You know, you have the CNN uh, uh, studios. You have the studios. Yeah, so... Uh, and you came from Florida, which has different set of studios for Disney as well. So, um, so can you share with us what are the changes you have been seeing it right now from like, let's say like 10 years ago to now? 
Wow. I mean, there's been some massive changes. Um, like you stated, like here in Atlanta now, it has become the new hub in terms of we call it the new Hollywood per se, being that one of the all the incentives that Georgia is giving to a lot of the actual to the media world, they're coming here to produce a lot of their films and in their in their productions and all that. But I would say, what really one of the eye engaging things that really caught my attention that was a big eye opener to the massive change is that um, how how we're as as entrepreneurs and those who have the big bucks, we really kind of now we're kind of even killed. And I say that because of the fact that no longer you have to wait on ABC to CBS or NBC to pick up your your show or your content to reach an audience of individuals. As you know, we have online the YouTube and the Facebooks and all that to really hit a demographic of individuals. We can control our content before we always had to sell it to somebody to reach an audience. And now it's more independent. Um, we have these major individuals who are in YouTube to reach an audience and they're generating revenue and income through utilizing YouTube or being heavy content producers. Now we are the actual um, content producers. And oftentimes I think people get mixed it, mixed it up between how to be a content producer, not for the business side, but also for their own personal branding. So I think a lot of people get that those two worlds kind of mixed up. So now I think everything's intertwined where we're building a silo when it comes to entrepreneurship, but it's, it's really two brands. You have your business side and you have your personal brand. But then I think too, with the growth of creating things where you have these smartphones that we're constantly on the move, people are off, often sharing. So there is no waiting to, to have an editor or producer You on, on a whim. You can also share where you are. And like, for example, one of the most popular people, and not more so on the media side, but how people are really taking in and growing their business, there's an artist called Chance the Rapper. How he is an independent artist, and he was able to take, been an independent, no label, anything, and become successful. And he did it by giving away his music. And he utilized it in terms of, he gave away his music, and he got his music, he, got, he earned his money from, uh, events from the, the concerts, from sponsors, and from merchandise. And so again, it shows that we're in a place that we can have ownership of everything we do and taking it from just not waiting for someone to pick up your content, shopping it around, you don't have to do that anymore. And I think the big game changer for me when I saw the change was when you, when I saw one of my favorite networks is HBO. I would never, you, you tell me, I would never thought 5, 15, 20, 30 years ago that you would have ever had an opportunity to um, subscribe to an HBO or Stars or Showtime that without requiring to have a major cable provider. Well, years ago, when HBO released that and allowed themselves to be a la carte on such devices as an Apple TV or Roku, that was a game changer where they were no longer requiring you to have a AT&T U-verse or Comcast Xfinity or whoever, now all you need to have is one of these smart TVs or smart devices to subscribe to their con to their network and just pay like 15 bucks a month, however much it is. So that was showing that it's now changing that major cable companies are not, not required to reach an audience of individuals who have television. So that was like, wow. We as entrepreneurs got to really pay attention to what these individuals are doing. These corporations are now changing the game a lot. You are now listening to With Whale, The Ultimate Show.
Yes, and uh, this is actually very true because uh, um, my favorite uh, role model actually is uh, Katy Berry because I got to know her in a, as a person. Mm. I knew her message. She is, I'm, not, I'm not talking about her as a major uh, singer. I am talking about her just mm -hmm. uh, being a role model teenagers in uh, USA and how she was trying to keep the teenager mm -hmm. uh, look. Because, and uh, she mm -hmm. was basically producing everything for the YouTube. Like her last maybe more than uh, five, last, the last five songs or more are exclusively mm -hmm. produced by her to the YouTube. Like mm. they even have albums. Like, wow. It's very interesting how this uh, kind of shift See, people don't expect you to be fancy in a very professional studio. Yeah. And they can basically reach you without a TV. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, how, how do you see the changes in the sound? Because when you do media, you do both. You do, this, you do audible uh, tracks as well. You do audible production as well. Or you only focus on video. Mostly my thing is um, mostly the, the video. I mean, they go hand in hand. Um, but mostly we look at mostly the video, how to get them to the next. But again, with the same platform, just my thing is the whole how it's the same platform because you're still delivering content and you're still teaching someone something because we are in a multifaceted world is video and audio. And most oftentimes you think about it, you got to take what you have and reproduce it and repurpose it. And one of the key people who did that very well, if you think about it, is Oprah Winfrey. She took a lot of things that she did with her, um, her at some radio show where she had it. It was sometimes it was something she took from her show. So she took some things she had from her Super Soul Sunday. She scaled it down to audio and she put it on at some radio and vice versa. So you take those things that you do and put it on so many different platforms. You don't have to do it so many times. But she did that very well of how she really, uh, I mean, she just spread herself in so many places with that. It was really simplistically. So sometimes we're traveling. And I missed the show. I said, oh, I missed that show. I am hearing it on SM radio. Oh, now I got to finally get to see it on TV because I'm not, I'm on the TV watching her network. Then she's on the, the streaming devices. She has her own, uh, own something, I think her own app. Yes. So there's so many ways. So audio is a place where it's, it's part of the game is if you're videoing something, think about how can you grab that and like, for example, turn like you're doing now, if you have a, a show, turn it into a podcast. So, per se, we don't do any production parts because that's not the wheelhouse. We're looking to partner with others to point people. Here's somebody maybe in your area, Atlanta, looking to really grow that part and help somebody who's maybe in Chicago. We have somebody who's in your area to help you record that. So, we just do the, um, the distribution part of it and let those who are experts do the video side because it's, it's a job, you know, to do all that stuff and really be, do it very well, you know. You are now listening to With Whale, The Ultimate Show. Yeah, and there's a serious job, and uh, I do it uh, on a weekly basis because I do have my own uh, weekly recording as well, video recording. And uh, I appreciate the fact mm -hmm. you brought in the repurpose because uh, majority of the business owners right now don't understand. Like, if you have a video, you can get the audio, and you can move, move the audio actually with the artificial mm -hmm. intelligence techniques now you can actually extract the text out of this audio. And the text yeah. can go to your blog as well. So it's like, it's like repurposing. No, it's uh, amazing. And coming to your own platform, so what is the main advantage of using your platform? 
Well, the main advantage of utilizing what we do at Define TV is people someone ask that often ask that is that we one beforehand, if you look at to reach your audience of individuals again, that's not just local but national, and do we ha also have a global reach? Is that one it helps validate who you are, what you do, and what your services are and your expertise. But then also, and unlike the other platforms of YouTube or or a Facebook, we're here to help connect with you. So we don't look at just being on television, but we also look at social media. We also look at press release writing. So we look at vastness of different other platforms to help drive the masses to you. And we're here to work with you. I mean, again, you also utilize those platforms, but it's not a this or that. This is a this and that. So again, um, the platform we're currently on now, we're looking to advance to others, but Roku owns 49% of the share when it comes to this market. They are very popular. Um, just last June, they stated they stream over 6.7 billion hours of content to users. So there's a, a very active viewers on this actual platform, and it takes you to another place, place again where people are not always going to be on, on the internet and may miss a, uh, uh, in, I guess a, a set of individuals that may not come across you, but they can also find you on the actual platform. And the one two thing I want to say, it has a great platform to do some geo-target marketing. So on the actual platform, you want to target somebody who may be in the health and fitness, and you want to target just those who may be in Atlanta or they could be in California, say, for example, um, Bakersfield, California. You can do that by actually targeting some geo-targeting marketing. And when they click on that video to watch more, they're going straight to your video. They're not going to be distracted from anything else. So it's a great way to also do some geo geo-marketing on this actual platform. Wow. So can you elaborate? I understand what's geo-marketing, but can you elaborate for my audience uh, what's the definition of geo-marketing just in case uh, not all of our audience are the same level of education as you know? Anything we say when creating content, as you know, being a in the video world, at the end of every video, I'm mean, gonna to say that I have a call to action. You gotta have that call to action. What do you want? Uh oh. Oh, it's okay. I came back. Okay. Uh, but your recording will be okay because it records from your side. I don't know why mine just restarted. And actually, it went back to the same meeting. Okay. Okay, so let's okay. just let's, uh, proceed. Okay, so if uh, we would, if one, if Okay, sir. If we would like to invite our audience and uh, followers to join your workshop, how they can uh, connect uh, with you to get to the workshop? Sure. The best way to connect will be one, you can go to idefinetv.com. Again, you can go to www.idefinetv.com. And there you can easily sign up. We have uh, several ways you can submit your information to say you want to learn more about the workshop or masterclass, and we'll put you on the ad show, um, the list. And as well, I got, I guess I'll take that back. Let me back that up. You I actually have an actual page. You can go to iDefined Television. So you can go to iDefinedTelevision.com forward slash workshop. Again, that's um, www.idefinedtelevision.com forward slash workshop. And there you'll be notified when upcoming workshops are available and they'll send you an email that you know when it is, where it is, and how you can participate. And I highly encourage everybody listening to us to connect with CF Jackson because uh, it's very rare to find somebody who is actually telling you 
what she's saying because she's not after your money. She's sharing with you her real wisdom and uh, she can teach you. She's not looking for you to produce and pay her money. She can teach you how to do it on your own, which is can feed your schedule. You are now listening to With Wael, The Ultimate Show. Um, so the question to you is, uh, what, how do you see Daily Motion compared to YouTube? Ooh, Daily Motion compared to YouTube? Yeah. You, are you aware uh, of Daily like Motion? A, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's really a, a... I don't really think it's a competition. It's not... I mean, it was... At one point, it had a great platform some years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't think many people still really... I think people really still... YouTube has the more of the recognized brand. Um, I think more so in terms of like business people, entrepreneurs may know something about daily motion, but the average consumer or user, they all know the YouTube brand. So they're going to YouTube and that's where daily motion is. And even with Vimeo, Vimeo is, is popular to certain, uh, they have a certain sectors, but YouTube has all the sectors seem like it. And it's, again, it's a popular brand by the, those who are consuming. Not everyone want to go to a daily motions because YouTube is a leader. Not everyone's going to Vimeo. Vimeo is really heavy for those who produce movies and, you know, shorts and all that kind of stuff. They like that kind of Vimeo because it has a high quality depth. But mm-hmm. with Vimeo, which kind of, it's, it's slow to low. It's, it's something about it. It's kind of clunky at times, which I don't like at times with the Vimeo and stuff. But um, it's, I like daily motion, but it's kind of, it lost its, its oomph. I don't know. I haven't been over there in a while. And I think it changed some things that would caught me to not go over there as much as I used to. You are now listening to With Whale, The Ultimate Show. So I'm, I wonder when YouTube will run out of uh, disk space, to be honest with you, because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Well, she, with, with, with Ben, it's been owned by Google. I think probably never. As long as they keep on pushing their brand and continue... I think they've made have made some challenges, you know, with the the new changes that they've made to where you have to have so many hours of viewership on your channels in order for you to even earn anything from YouTube and in order for you to be a um, a partner anymore. So I think that caused some problems for a lot of people. But I still think sometimes people get caught in just knowing the brand so much that they they accept it and they continue moving on. But I think that hurt a lot of people, like the lady who if you heard a couple of weeks ago, who was angered about the changes, I think, and she went to YouTube and did what she did. But I think with them doing the YouTube TV that they got now, which is, is the same thing as anything else, but, and all the changes they're making, but I think they have a higher uh, profitability compared to the Vimeos and the, well, Vimeo still the, the annual membership stuff. So they got money that too. And daily, I think it's daily motion have some type of form. But I don't know, it's, it's the popularity. People go to the popularity of it. But, you know, you got to have the other ones who's underneath to, to have the one-offs. But I think they all have individual niches that gravitate to that particular platform compared to others. Yeah. And uh, it's always um, uh, a challenge because uh, some of the content we have been able to produce and it was very, doing very good. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you get this uh, interesting uh, warning to remove them because they violate some kind of copyright. And you go back and they show you are the owner of all uh, of all original music and original content, and then they will uh, take you out of, they will allow it again, but you have to now to upload it and to start from scratch. So it's very, yeah. I've been seeing few hiccups with the change of YouTube. But seriously, do you know somebody who's really can make living out of YouTube uh, advertisement uh, revenue or 
this is just uh, one of the hooks which is we don't uh, we cannot achieve uh, I can say I know anyone personally I mean other than some of the videos that I mean things I've seen on maybe a video or interview that someone's given but I personally can say um, that someone's made it I know people who utilize the advertising part and do well but just to say I'm a a YouTube creator or content producer and I'm generating X amount of dollars from it. Um, not that I know of, I can say that I know, but I didn't, I know, I know it was one guy he does, but it's, it's like a leveraging part. It was one guy that back, he lives here in Atlanta, but I don't know him personally, but I'm connected with him. And I came across him because he spoke so transparent about entrepreneurship and he breaks it down in many ways of how he, monetizes YouTube in various ways of not just being um, a content producer for YouTube, but he's an entrepreneur. So he, he realizes how to bring them off YouTube, to utilize his service, how to tap into utilizing them, um, giving money. So not just being, I'm waiting for YouTube to give me money, but he utilizes it to draw the people off of YouTube and becoming a coach for them or a consultant and things like that. That's how he utilizes it. But to say I'm a content producer by all these videos I'm creating and they sending me money. I don't know anybody who does that personally. That's, that's it'd be interesting to see somebody like that. Cause now you, you really waiting for them to give you, you really got to push out a lot of content and get a lot of viewers. But I'm sure it's out there though. I'm sure it's true. Okay. Yeah. I know a couple of, uh, one of the channels, uh, I produce, I help, uh, the business side of it was basically the channel was basically to produce content. So people will come to you so you can do the animation for advertisements. So they put, yeah. like, they put like five minutes a week, uh, every week, like only five minutes. And this five minutes, uh, helps them producing lots of uh, local uh, and regional advertisement using animation uh, tools. You are now listening to With Wael, The Ultimate Show. I highly appreciate you having you here. However, before I close, is there mm-hmm. any question you expect me to answer, to ask you which I did not ask? Um, I think you did a great job overall. I think that you stated, um, I think for me, for anyone who's listening, just make sure you just get started. Um, there's anything in particular, just if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and ask because of the fact that if you don't know, you've got to ask in order to reach it. But videos are important for your business and you want to position yourself. If you're an expert, people want to come to know and like and trust you. And again, no matter what it is you think that you need to be doing, it's just getting started where you are and taking it step by step by step. And if you did your business or anything you're working on is in life, we had to First learn how to crawl, then we walk, and then oftentimes we get stuck in adulthood, we want to run. But we can't always be running. We got to go back and start crawling, walking, and then running. So it's the same way with video, creating your videos and becoming the expert in what you do. So begin crawling. If you got a question, feel free to reach out, and I do, do my very best to assist you in any way. Okay. I love the advices, and uh, welcome again, and uh, looking forward to uh, – invite you again and uh, maybe one time we can do live from the workshop you have uh, thank you cf jackson very okay. much and uh, i appreciate you being on our show thank you for listening to with Wael, the ultimate show